0: So who better to contact in regards to news like we're getting with NASCAR and the street race in Chicago, which is the Independence Day weekend race for NASCAR. It's taken over for Road America. But a road racing expert, someone who is familiar with the concept of street races because... Danny Peters of Frontstretch.com is not only one of Trey's colleagues. For that, we extend our condolences or sympathies to Danny. Uh, sorry, wow. Trey. That's I mean, he I, I would have said we should send his condolences because he had to spend the weekend with Brian, but okay. Oh, and another zinger at the Brian Nolan on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, that guy just can't catch a break. Um, NASCAR, going to Chicago. You have experience with the concept of road races because you cover F1 And obviously, road courses from NASCAR and F1. Um, It's been in the news because am I reading too much into this or does it seem like a lot of the crumbs are being dropped that Chicago's being challenging to deal with for NASCAR and they make the comments like they have the intentions of fulfilling the contract, which often is code for, well, we want to do it, but somebody else may back out. Is this just damage control by NASCAR anticipating this may be a one-year deal for better or worse?
1: Uh, Hey, hey, first of all, thanks for having me on. Secondly, I agree you should commiserate with me. I had to spend the entire weekend at Sonoma with Brian 19 names Nolan as I call him if you ever ever heard him introduce himself on the front stretch post-race conversations it's like hi I'm Brian Timothy Dale Nolan he's got like 19 names it goes on forever I hear it every um, week but you know I, I think I think with the Chicago race uh, NASCAR are trying something different and I think they're to be applauded for that they've tried some different things the the clash at the Coliseum and st- uh, the clash in, in LA um Um, and I think they're trying something different with the Chicago course and I think it really is like let's see how it goes for a year I mean if the race is is great I pretty much guarantee they'll be back again next year but I think there are some sort of open questions as to how the, the the cars might race on the street course and, you know, will it be, you know, chaotic a la, you know, the first turn at Coda or, or will we see a good race? And I think, you know, the jury's really, re- really going to be out and it's going to be a let's see how the race goes and then... That's going to largely help decide, I think, if we go back there again. But I do like NASCAR trying to do different things. I like that they're in a a big market like Chicago. And I'm I'm interested to see it. And these new events uh, are good for the sport and get eyeballs on the sport with people who might not otherwise watch it.
0: You're familiar with all of these concepts. NASCAR, motorsports, road races, F1, which does these street races, obviously more than nascar who's you know you mentioned to be commended for trying this but clearly this is their first go round with something like this how are the nascar cars actually built to handle this or is it kind of like north wilkesboro where the thrill is more in the novelty as opposed to the quality of racing
1: yeah, I mean I think that's an interesting question. I think it's an open question as to how the cars will will go around this circuit and, you know, will we will we see a kind of F one style processional race, you know, where it's just, you know, how how you start on that first lap is kind of going to be like where you finish, and I think we've seen with this new next-gen car, it it races well at, you know, the mile-and-a-half ovals. It perhaps races less well at the street courses, and you know, I think we saw that over the weekend. We we had a a, a good race, but I don't think anyone would call the race a great race but it was certainly a good race so i think it is an open question will will they run well there on that street course and clearly this car you know seems to work better on the one and a half mile ovals than it does say on the short tracks. so um i'm interested to see i'd say the jury's out as to whether whether we'll run well there whether it'll be an entertaining race i should say
0: Chatting with Danny Peters of FrontStretch.com with us in the fast lane. Uh, you were at Sonoma as well. And we kind of pivot off of the NASCAR race at Chicago because it's still a couple of weeks away from Independence Day weekend. But the road race at Sonoma itself, was this a matter of further proof that this current car struggles on road courses? Or was it more Martin Trucks Jr., the winner of the race, was that good? And sometimes you're just going to have races where especially in NASCAR, sometimes you get the side-by-side action and thrilling finishes. Other times, you just have a dominant car and Sunday happened to be the latter. Yeah, I
1: think think it's the latter. I mean, Turek's Junior has won there four times and looked fast in practice and, and, and was fast all day. And, you know, I think that sometimes happens with NASCAR. You know, the fastest car wins. I mean, it doesn't always. And it happens kind of less so than you, you might expect. But, you know, that, that was a day when, when Trix was was clearly the... Clearly, a better car. And I heard someone talk about—I think it was Denny Hamlin on his podcast—talk about how Truex's victories can sometimes sort of feel a little bit boring because when he has that dominant car, he'll go out and smash the competition. And I I would also say, though, on the Xfinity side, uh, where where we had Kyle Larson, who looked, you know, head and shoulders above the field, it looked like it was going to be a kind of F1 Max Verstappen result with a you know thirty-second, forty-second victory. You know, the, the late caution. Gave Almirola a chance and got a really amazing victory for RSS Racing, and it was cool to see Almirola, who you know may retire at the end of the season, get a win and to see him with his family. His daughter came into victory lane and she was you know splashing a bottle of water all over him, and it was just like a nice family moment. So you know you 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 do have those situations. I mean, there was a a late caution in the Cup race, uh, but you know Carl bush who finished second, basically kind of said in his interview after, didn't really have anything for Martin on the day at a track when you know and it's a track where trex runs really well he's won you know four times there second most of all time
0: danny as far as what you learn for the rest of the nascar season from this do you take it away that trex is now in that group with a larson and a byron maybe even a kyle bush as all legitimate threats to win a championship
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, after going winless last season, that's uh, his his second, well, his third win of the season, if you include the clash. And clearly, Trix is kind of hitting on something that he didn't last year when he he certainly left some wins on the table. But I think for me, the interesting thing about NASCAR this season is, is that, you know, by this stage in previous seasons, there's normally a, a clear favorite. I don't think there's a clear favorite this year. I think we see, you know, William William Byron is obviously up there with three wins, Kyle Bush with three wins, but Bush has kind of tended to be a little bit feast or famine. He wins or he doesn't run so well. You know, Larson's been up there. Denny Hamlin's looked strong. You know, you you have like... Multiple names that I think are are in the picture, but but and, and Tarex is certainly one of them. But what's interesting to me is there isn't a clear favorite, you know, coming up to the midpoint of the season, and I think that's good. You you want you the, the idea of this car was to make was to make more parity, you know, to have the, those results shared around, and I think we've seen that this season with with no one no one dominating so far. I'd say.
0: Yeah, it's been a staple for NASCAR. Meanwhile, the flip side is Formula One, and we touch on that because that is an area. Of your expertise danny peters of frontstretch.com with us in the fast lane all the hype surrounding formula one they are to be commended because they've reached out to a new audience are they in danger of losing some of that audience and support because for once again it's red bull racing and max verstappen running away and it's more follow the leader as opposed to actual racing
1: yeah, I mean the, the the Red Bulls are you know head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Like was that 1997 Jeff Gordon? T-Rex car, you know, in the all-star race when when he crushed it, if I'm getting my stats right there, but, you know, this season has just been, you know, will Verstappen win by 30 or 40 seconds or can Checo maybe pull off a a victory, but you know, I think it's interesting because you've built this new audience in Formula 1 through Drive to Survive and the popularity of that show, and, you know, I I have a friend here at work who had zero interest in Formula 1, but started watching Drive to Survive, and now on Friday when we're talking, she's like, you know, I'm getting up at six for quali um you know using all the correct terminology as well and and i think that's great but but at some point you know it's not competitive at all it's a question of who's going to finish third and and, and beyond and you know what, what's the order for the red bulls up front so i i do think it's a risk um because i also don't know that max verstappen is the kind of champion driver that that, that people get behind in a way that they do say Alonso in the day or or Lewis Hamilton Um, and maybe I'm biased because I'm British like like Sir Lewis but you, you sort of feel you know is it going to be enough to hold people's interest? Uh, Because clearly Red Bull are going to run away with the season. And, you know, we might see them win every race this year. I mean, that wouldn't be a surprise. And even in eras where other teams have been dominant, there's still been, you know, the, the, the race wins have still been somewhat shared around. This season, I expect Verstappen to pretty much, unless he has mechanical failure, I pretty much assume he's going to win the race. And at some point, fans watching that will, will, you know naturally get fed up of that
0: yeah it's easy to see that for sure danny peters it's easy to see his insight frontstretch.com danny appreciate your sharing with us today in the fast lane we'd love to stay in touch
1: uh, th- thanks for having me on as always. And and I love that we started off with a with a little diss of Brian Nolan because love that boy, but he's also great fun to make fun of as well.
0: Oh, Trey and I both echo that sentiment. He brings it on himself sometimes. That's what they'd say at least. In the meantime, we really appreciate the time from Danny Peters of FrontStretch.com. When we return in the fast lane, leadership lessons. It's one of the topics that we... Always love to cover with Michael Lombardi, but I think especially in lieu of our discussion earlier today about Nicole Jokic and adversity and you need to have bad times, you need to have good, but then you need to fail, and all of that paves the way for success. Hard to grasp, but hard to accept, but once the, you do, the payoff is great, so we discuss it next in the Fast Lane.